Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. All right, welcome to the annual Pat's Pulpit Fantasy Football Draft Special. It's your boy Pat Lane here with Matt St. Jean as always. And because it is the Fantasy Football Draft Special, we are joined by none other than Mr. Dale DeMont from Eat Sleep Fantasy. Dale, thanks for coming through, man. We've been doing this show since before my Pat's Pulpit days. Uh, yep. And uh, it's great. It's a great tradition that I love doing every year. And you're one of the best in the business, I think. Um you know, and uh, and I love having you on every year, man. Yeah, man, this is awesome. Um, you were my, you were, this podcast. Well, your podcast was the first that I ever guested on. So look at that. Keep the alive. Let's keep doing it, man. Like, look at that. It's like year five or six at least, probably. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. been a while. So <laughs> it's been good. So, so yeah. So what we're, we're gonna do today? And listen, the, the way I the way I look at it, and we're gonna get into a mock draft in just a second, right? But my thought process behind this fantasy football draft special is that if you're only going to listen to one thing, if you're only going to listen to one fantasy football podcast throughout the off season, this can be the one. Okay. Because we're going to do a, a mock draft. We're going to talk about a ton of guys. We're going to talk about, Oh, focus on this guy here or focus on that guy there or whatever the case may be. Um, and we're going to try to get into, you know, get into as many guys as we can while going through a mock draft. We won't go all the way through, but we'll do a 12, a 12 team mock draft. Uh, if you have any questions, if you have a question about a player, you know, throw it in the chat. We'll put it up on the screen. We'll talk about it. Okay. So, uh, but we're going to talk about as many players as we can. We'll talk about Dale's kind of drafting strategy and how he ranks his players. Cause I think that's interesting and important as well. Um, and so, and if I do want to start off by talking about just some of the forms of fantasy football, there are so many different forms of fantasy football. There is redraft fantasy football there is keeper fantasy football there is dynasty fantasy football there is daily fantasy football there is uh guillotine league fantasy football which which uh, i know you were talking about in the uh in the group chat today mm -hmm. deal there what's your do you have a favorite do you have a favorite kind of uh of draft you know i keep it simple it, for me it's redraft you know i yeah. love the draft process um, you know, the dynasty, you don't get as much of that. And right. I, you know, I was telling Matt before the show a little bit, like, I'm just not into like prospecting, you know, rookies, yeah. you know, I, yeah. I, I'll read up on them and, you know, I just don't get hyped up. I know there's a lot of dynasty players that are probably yelling at me right now, um, <laughs> but it's just, it's not for everybody. And it's definitely, I I'm in a couple and I enjoy them. Um, but you know, if you have a bad team, I'm not interested in waiting five years to turn yeah. it around. No, that's a good point. <laughs> I'm, I'm always, but, I took over, me. I'm in a league with Matt. And I took over a, a bad team and I would just sold the farm. I'm like, forget it, dude. I'm trading everyone. I'm turning. And I was able to turn the, turn the team around and make the playoffs. Lost in the first round, but I was able to turn around and make the, and make the playoffs. So it's like, 
I'm the same way. I'm like, I'm not tanking this year. Like, what do you No, yeah. I'm not doing that. Like, get yeah. out of here, yeah. man. You know? So, yeah. but there are players that are like, oh, Bijan's coming out next year. Like, screw it. Let's go two and 14 and, and win. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> okay. um, but, you know, but it's fun. Yeah. 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 I, I see it. I, I get why people like it. Yeah. Um, but you got the help yeah, of my it, first round pick over there, Pat, to, uh, I did. That That's very true. Too. I did. But you know, you used my players to 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 finish second in the league, so it worked out. Yeah, thank you for four net. <laughs> so it worked out. And Dark Blue Gold makes a good point about redraft, and you know, you get a chance to root for a ton of players over the years, right? And I think that that's one of those things yeah. where like the redraft process is fun, but then it's also like sometimes you have those years where you remember and you're like, oh no, like I did what did I do? Like the one year that I took, you know. Actual terrible person, but Zach Stacy in a keeper league in the in the first round of the keeper league because it's two team keeper, so it's really the third round. I'm like, oh, this guy's gonna be great for the Rams when he played for the Rams and he like was terrible and then you know went to jail and whatever. But like, but it was like, oh my god! And people were like, yeah, okay, a little bit of a reach, but like I needed a running back and everyone kind of understood. And it was like, wow, that was a ter- <laughs> that was a terrible <laughs> pick. You know? Did not age well. Yeah, no, it did not. No, it did not. The dynasty, your mistakes haunt you. That's it. That's really it. I mean, you know, if you're not willing to trade someone or give to someone up or whatever, you know, I remember in that same league that I drafted, man, I had some bad memories of that league. But uh, in that same league, I traded Jimmy Graham for Justin Blackman and like a bunch of trash, like just garbage. Jimmy Graham for like Blackman and like, you know, Doug Gabriel, I think, was in the deal. It was just like it was awful. But I was just like, whatever. I just need I needed wide receivers. All my wide receivers were hurt. I had Graham and Gronk together. So I was like, all right, I'll trade Jimmy Graham. That's fine. Justin Blackman. It, that was that was the that was the Jaguars buy the week that I right. traded him. Justin Blackman, a week later, was arrested and never played football ever again. <laughs> He never played a game on my team ever. It's <laughs> like, come on, dude. So that's just, you know, it happens sometimes just the way it goes, you know. So, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, those keeper leagues and they haunt you and you're like, oh my God, why did I do that? You know? <laughs> so, but, you know, what are you going to do? So, but anyways, but let's get into it. So we're going to get into a, 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 a mock draft. Okay. And like, like we said, you know, I like it. I have, I'm in far too many leagues. But I'd like to do a little bit of both, right? You said the redraft leagues are a lot of fun. I love redraft leagues. Um, I think the best way to experience fantasy football, in my opinion, is to do everything. Do a, do a redraft league. Do a dynasty league. Do a keeper league. Do an auction draft. Auction drafts are awesome. They're so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a lot of work. They're incredibly stressful. But they're so much fun. And so try yeah. a little bit of everything because, you know, like you can't, you know – you just you can't get the full experience unless you actually get to try everything, right? I yep. saw on I think it was on TikTok last night. I saw a format I hadn't seen before to just do a, a straight up sleeper league, and you take away the top ten or twenty players at every single position. You can't use them, so you you have to be looking at all the guys at the bottom of the bottom of the barrel, looking at slot receivers and your third down backs, trying to build a team out of them. I like it. That's cool. I like it too. That's cool. Yeah, anything that's just different because there's so much out there right now that like, you know, it's just the market is saturated with a bunch of different things. That's why, Dale, you were talking about, can you explain to people just about what the guillotine league is? Because I think that's one that like a lot of people haven't heard about, which is 
which is really interesting. Yeah. So uh, basically you have, it's an 18 team league now with, you know, the extra week. Um, and every week, the lowest scoring team gets kicked out. And when they get kicked out, all their players go to the waivers and everybody bids on the players. You have a, a fab budget throughout the whole season. So the first week, you know, you have, you could, if Josh Allen sucks it up and, you know, you have Josh Allen, Devontae Adams on the waiver wire, you can spend it all on them week one. You have to really manage your fab. And so it's basically last man standing every week. There's a couple of different variations, but the, the basic one is every week somebody gets eliminated and kicked out until you go all the way through, uh, you know, week 17, there's two guys standing. So it's cool. fun. It's, it, it's, it is, it's a lot of fun. I think we're going to do it as a listener league this year. Um, yeah, I, for, think that's awesome. I just think it's, so. I just think that's so fun. And then, you know, like, but the worst part is, you know, if you're out week one, you're like, you know, you invested all this time and you're like, oh, I got to pay attention to this. And then you're out week one and you're like, Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you, yeah. Well, especially if you think you have a good. I mean, it's an it's an eighteen team league, so you're gonna have right. two studs maybe, and then you're like yeah. banking on you know Rex Burkhead and you know <laughs> those guys. Right. Um, it's right. it's tough. Um, you're hoping well, you know your your third running back is you know for some reason gets a crazy vulture touchdown in Wednesday of the week. Yeah. Well, that's even like you know in a league like that. You take a flyer on like Mike Davis and Kenyon Drake because J.K. Yeah. Dobbins may not play week one. And it's yeah. like, hey, I only need this guy literally for one week. I'll just drop him. And then whoever, you know, pops up, I'll try to bid on that guy instead. But like, yeah. you know, if I can steal Mike Davis and he's ends up being the starting running back, then all I need him for is week one, you know, so just survive that week. That's and that's all you got to focus on. Like, what am I going to do to yeah. not be last this week? Exactly. Do whatever you can. Exactly. Um, so yeah. it's, it's fun. Uh, we don't do trades either. Um, that just muddies the waters. Ooh, wow. Right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's, it's like your team is your team. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. So I, I've never done an elimination race in cycling. Dark Blue Gold says it's an elimination race in cycling. Never heard of that one. But I would imagine, I would assume, that you hit like checkpoints. And every time you hit a checkpoint, the lowest guys, see you later. Yeah. So like uh, that's hey, it. Just don't be last. Like that yeah, that's it. All you got to be, it's like, it's like, you know, running away from a line. You don't got to be the fastest yeah. guy. You just got to be faster than the slowest guy. That's yeah. all. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> But all right, so uh, so let's get into the let's get into the mock draft again. It's a twelve team league. It's normal rules. It's not a super flex. Super flex is is when you can start a quarterback in the flex position. Uh, it's not going to be one of those leagues. It's just a single quarterback league. Two running backs, two wide receivers, and a tight end, uh, and half point PPR. Okay, so that's what we're going to do. So we're going to pull up uh, for those of you that are watching on YouTube. If you're not watching on YouTube, we do all these shows live on the Pat's Pulpit YouTube channel. We also do them live on Twitch as well. So, uh, you know, so make sure you subscribe over at the Pat's Pulpit on YouTube and on Twitch, uh, and we can go from there. So we are drafting in the fifth spot, okay? And so Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Cooper Cup went one, two, three, four. So now we're up to five. I'm going to throw it to you, Dale. Dale, where are we going? What what's, what's your thought here at five? I mean, it's for me, it's going to be either Derrick Henry or Dalvin Cook. Um, I know Justin Jefferson's a beast, but... Uh, this year is a, a weird year where you have, you know, five running backs. I think you have five running backs that you're taking before. Um, I think that you're even taking before uh, Cooper Cup and um, Justin Jefferson. Um, and that's going to be, you know, Taylor McCaffrey, Henry Cook, and Eckler. I think you take all those before Cup and Jefferson this year. Now, let me ask so, you: Would you would you do the same thing if it was a full PPR, or would you, could you be swayed to someone like Cooper Cup in a full PPR as opposed to a half point PPR? It would uh, it would sway me a little bit, but man, it, it's really hard at yeah. this point 
at 105 to not get Derrick Henry or Dalvin Cook. And I think they're kind of neck and neck. I, I wouldn't be mad flip-flopping either one of those. Um, Derrick Henry, he should be fully recovered. He was, he's just so good. Yes. I mean, he was, he was easily, you know, the number – would have been, you know, the number one back last year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, I think I'd go Henry here. But at full PPR, I get it. I get it. I wouldn't be now, mad we- at it, but – when you're looking at something like this, how much are you weigh? I know Tennessee got rid of, uh, they got rid of AJ Brown. It's a very different team this year than it was last year. They're going to be relying a lot more on Henry. Do you think that means he's going to produce more because he's getting the ball, or do you think it means he might have some issues because by the end of the year he's slowing down? No, they're gonna. Yeah, I don't know if he'll slow down. I mean, I think Derek. <laughs> I think he has another good year in him. Um, dude, the guys get so much work, and he's had so much work forever. Um, I think he's a robot. I, you know, I mean, just like, you know, we're all wondering, you know, you saw Adrian Peterson kind of fall off a little bit, Um, but even his later years, he had some good games, you know? Um, So I think this could be the same with Derrick Henry. He's just so big, so fast, so strong. If he's fully recovered, you know, from his injury, like they say he is, um, I don't think there's, I think they're going to hand him the ball a million times and, and hope for the best. I don't think the work issue is going to be an issue at all. I think Uh, you're, I think you're on point with that, especially since they have zero people behind him. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like, it's him, it's him right. and Tannehill. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know, well, maybe Traylon Burks will be something. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you got to, you know, Malik Willis, the quarterback that they drafted, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he comes in and I mean, Tannehill is no slouch. I get it. But Malik Willis comes in, he's a scrambler. Um, does that help or hurt Derrick Henry? I don't know, but it, it changes the game a little bit for sure. Yeah. Definitely. That's uh, awfully interesting. Now, just just out of curiosity here, just for people that are drafting before five, Taylor went one, McCaffrey went two, Eckler went three. Do you agree with that order? Is that your order that you have as well? No, I, would, uh, I have Eckler five. So I have okay. Henry and Cook before Eckler. But again, I mean, they're all in the same tier to me. But it's close. You know, Pat, yeah. Year after year, we talk about the tiers and stuff. Um, so, you know, if, if you really like Eckler and you really enjoy, you know, cheering for the Chargers, uh, you know, I wouldn't be one to – tell you not to do that i, I think right. it's, it's an okay pick but personally i'm drafting i'm drafting henry and cook yeah eckler. and dark blue gold says too maybe if we're ppr it might swing you a little bit towards eckler as opposed to you know someone like yeah. henry as well <laughs> no, that, you get more points. absolutely 100 yeah. yeah so yeah, he's right. all right let's go henry here and then we'll go to the second round and i do want to get back to that tier stuff because i know people obviously have listened to this show before we've been doing this for a few years but i just i love to reiterate that again because it's something it's stuff that you know that people sometimes forget. Okay. So, um, so I think it's important. So let's see the end of the first round ends with Dalvin cook, then Najee Harris, then Justin Jefferson, then Jamar chase Debo Diggs, and then ends with Mixon. That guy goes Mixon Kamara at the swing. That's interesting. Then Deandre Swift, CD lamb, Adams, Aaron Jones, Saquon. I was hoping Saquon would draft us and, and Travis Kelsey. Um, man, that's a, that's a, that's quite a crew. That's quite a crew right there that went in that spot. What are your thoughts on Saquon this year? I'm I'm really conflicted. I uh, you know, there's he's not competing at all. Um, he hasn't played a lot though. I mean, he's right. he's injury prone. I mean, last year, even the year before, he didn't play a uh, full season. Um, you know, last year Saquon Barkley played 12 games and he only outperformed the uh, the fantasy projections. Uh, four out of that twelve, out of those twelve weeks, nice. uh, if that tells you anything. That's I don't funny. really know how to how to read into that stat, but it is something. Uh, so I, I don't know. I mean, I think I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's. I mean, I'm running back. 
he could be a top 12 running back for sure. Um, two six is about where he goes in, in most drafts. I feel like, um, yeah, I think top, top 12 running back is definitely a possibility. What do you think about the pick at two seven there? Travis Kelsey, is that the right spot for the first tight end to come off the board? No, no, a little early. Um, you know, I would, it, I mean, if it were, if it were me drafting, I have guys like Javante Williams, Devonte Adams, Stefan Diggs. Uh, I know Debo was, was Debo taken already, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 He was taking, yeah, he was Debo's taking the first, first round. Crazy. Yeah. 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 That was a little early, but yeah, I would have like Adams, Javante Williams um, before him for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, okay. And again, if you really like Travis Kelsey and you really think that tight end uh, position, what is it? Uh, 207. I, I think yeah. that's about where he's going to go. I don't, I don't, I never get Travis Kelsey because I think that's too early, but that's where he's going to go. Yeah. Yeah. We did a, we did a league where we had, you know, keepers and then guy with the first overall pick. I mean, so we're basically into the third round. First overall pick went Travis Kelsey. And I'm like, what are we doing? I took, we'll put it this way. I took Derrick Henry third. So like, you know, the guy took Travis Kelsey over Derrick Henry. And I'm like, yeah. what are we doing here? You know? So, but some people love, you know, some people love the advantage that you get. And of course that's comes into value based drafting, right? You get the advantage at tight end over, you know, over somebody else. But you mentioned tiers before. We've talked about it a hundred times, but just walk us through what tiers are again, just so everyone can hear what it is. Because I think to me, this is how everyone should have their rankings. And I don't understand why when you see rankings from a lot of these sites like ESPN and Yahoo, they don't have it in tiers. And I, I just don't understand why they don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure why either. So uh, tiers, basically you're grouping the players all, you know, and together in that same group. So for me, I have like my top five or six guys all in tier one. And so if I can get any of those guys um, in any of, or basically any order, uh, I do have the rankings, but for instance, Jonathan Taylor, Chris McCaffrey, Derek Henry, Dalvin Cook, and Austin Eckler are all in my first tier. Um, so I would, I'm really happy with getting any of those guys. So if somebody says, oh, Austin Eckler's, you know, my second best, like, I, I'm not going to argue that. Like, okay, that's, it's, they're all kind of in the same tier. Um, you know, you can't really argue the exact position. I don't feel like, uh, right. but then there is a difference between like Dalvin Cook and Najee Harris. They're in two different tiers for me. Um, so that's where I would definitely put, okay. Everybody needs to draft Dalvin Cook over Najee Harris, right? Just based off the tiers. Yeah, and I love I love that idea of it. And you know, look, we talk about the Patriots all the time. Obviously, it's a Patriots podcast, right? And we talk about how Belichick has that same thing. Belichick drafts in real life, like Dale is talking about drafting in fantasy, right? Where we say, okay, we're in the second tier of wide receivers here. We got four or five guys that are around here, but. My second tier running backs, we got two guys. So maybe we should reach, we should take one of these running backs because, you know, there there's going to be one of these guys from the tier of wide receivers here the next time we draft, right? And so it kind of it it allows you to make that decision as you go forward. So I think it's I think it's great. I don't know why more people don't do it to be honest with you, but um, but I do like it. So you got Najee firmly in that second tier for you at, at running back. Yeah, I do, yeah, along with uh, guys like Alvin Kamara. Nick Chubb. Yeah. Um, and really that's uh, DeAndre Swift is uh, in that tier for me as well. Okay. So uh, we got Nick Chubb here on the board at 208. Does that mean that's the it's guy no- you'd want to take here? It's a no brainer for me. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, there's 
after this round, this the third round gets really weird um, in every single one of my drafts so far. And you'll, you'll see, like, we'll have some interesting picks to, to go from. But uh, in the second round, middle of the second round, I think Nick Chubb is is an easy, easy choice here. Um, my running back nine overall. Yeah, and I don't, I don't understand why people seem to be so low on Chubb this year. It's just kind of like – it's one of those things for me that I just don't – I look at it and I'm like – I don't, I don't get it. I don't like understand why. Like, and I know Kareem Hunt's there and so fine, but like Nick Chubb consistently performs well all the time, every single year. Like I just don't. And now, especially with Kareem Hunt unhappy about his salary, right. About his contract situation. There's even more of a reason to, to, you know, to, to, to think that Chubb is going to have an even better year than he usually. Nick Chubb is going to be the guy in this offense for at least the first 11 weeks too. Right. (laughs) You know, as and Kareem Hunt's great. I mean, he's a really good running back, but it, it just so happens that you know he's he is Nick Chubb's backup. <laughs> so you know, you could say whatever you want about how awesome he is. Nick Chubb's going to get his work no matter what, right? right. I think um, he's going to get his snaps. He's going to get his touches. You know, he can get he could still be super productive on thirteen to fifteen touches, uh, but he should get more than that anyways. But I mean, the, the dude's awesome. So um, yeah, just, definitely just a top so, ten running back for me. Just so people that aren't watching. Uh, you know, and listening later, no, you know, we're looking at Fournette, Nick Chubb, Mark Andrews, Mike Evans right here, and Tyreek Hill. And listen, people, you know, whatever, we can talk about whoever you want here, but like, I'm with you there. I think Chubb is the easy, is the easy answer here. I will say if it's a keeper league or like a, some sort of dynasty type league, you could perhaps convince me of Javante Williams, maybe in this situation because of the added bonus that he's in his second year. But like yep. a straight redraft, I think Chubb is an absolute no-brainer. And I think if you like Javante Williams a lot, you could theoretically get him in the third round. Now, I don't know if you're drafting your third running back right away, but depending on what's there at wide receiver, maybe you will. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm gonna, so just touching on that, last night I did a draft, a pretty competitive league, and I went strictly value-based. Like I, did, I ignored everything and just said, hey, I'm going to get wherever the biggest value is at every single pick. Um and team turned out pretty good. You know, I I was waiting on a tight end to be a value in the rounds, and it just kept falling. I never got the value, never got the value. And I ended up getting Cole Komet, like, in the third to last round of the draft. That's completely happening. That's just when the value fell. Um, so, right. I, I, you know, why reach for players? Just keep drafting the best one available, I feel like. Um, yeah. You want some balance, obviously, right? You don't want eight running backs to start your, your league with or your team, but – I think there's a there's some you know value based drafting is, is yeah so my my buddy Brian here is uh, is trolling me just a bit because we're we're in the middle of a of a slow draft right now. He said, "How long should should someone wait till they draft it till they pick a running back?" I waited till the fifth round to take a running back, um, but <laughs> you know I I do have I do have as he said <laughs> the fifth round is not too late. How do you feel with AJ Dillon and Mondre? <laughs> I did draft AJ Dillon in the fifth round. Uh, and then Mondre, but here's the thing, right? And this is where it comes up. Sometimes, sometimes now, the a draft hits it where you're like, what, am, what do you want me to do, right? At number five, I took Cooper Cup, right? At number at right. two eight, I took CeeDee Lamb. He's just sitting there. At, right. th- at three five, I took Michael Pittman. And then at four eight, I took Darren Waller. And, and we're talking about a full PPR draft. So it's like those guys are sitting there. It's like, well, what do we do? Hey, like, yeah, I'm going to take those value. So, you know, and that's so exactly what, you, what it is, you know. Then you balance it out later in the right, you know. Well, and that's on you. and that's really what it takes, right? Because so I took Dylan and Ramondre, 
But then later on in the draft, I take Rashad Penny. I took Michael Carter with the bet that, you know, Brees Hall isn't going to take all the work. A guy that I love, love later on, and especially in keeper leagues, like absolutely love is Zamir White. Because Zamir White is a guy that Josh Jacobs is not coming back. There is no other backup in Vegas. He's the backup in Vegas. If Josh Jacobs goes down, it's the Zamir White show. Right. And I thought he looked pretty good in preseason. So, like, that's a guy that I'm targeting super late in drafts and especially in like keeper leagues and dynasty leagues and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I I, I think it's, I like it a lot. And Josh Jacobs hasn't like fully impressed. Like, he's never really impressed. He puts up numbers when he's the guy. You know, he doesn't jump off the page to me. And so, like, yeah, I I could see it. And that coaching staff does not seem super tied to him either. They're, no. they're not going to be – they could be quick to pull the plug if they want somebody else out there. Yep. There you go. All right, so we started off with uh, with Henry and Chubb. We're in the third round now after Chubb was taken. Javante Williams, like you said, uh, Pat. Josh Allen was taken, the first quarterback. Tyreek Hill. Mark Andrews uh, was the second quarterback. Mike Williams of the Chargers. Keenan Allen went right after Mike Williams. Interesting. So now we're looking at guys, uh, the the highest available are a couple of wide receivers, A.J. Brown, T. Higgins, Mike, uh, Michael Pittman. Um, yeah, I really like James Conner as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts is, is available. Now, I look at this. I'm just wondering what you think about I, I see A.J. Brown is going to be – he's a really good receiver, but he's going to be mm-hmm. one of two guys there. T. Higgins is one of two guys. Pittman's one of two guys. Am I crazy for thinking I'm, I might like the value with Kyle Pitts here a lot? This guy who already has a thousand yard season, who is going to be the guy in Atlanta this year with the new quarterback, who might rely on the big body tight end. Yeah, I mean the question is, you know, is that quarterback going to deliver? Um, that's the biggest question, right? If uh, oh, I'm just know, waiting for Desmond he... Ritter to show up, that's my guy down yeah. there. But, right? Uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I agree. I think I think Ritter could be uh, definitely better than Mariota. Um, but then, you know, okay, you have a rookie quarterback then. You know, as good as he is, he's going to be a rookie quarterback making mistakes and unless he's, you know, crazy awesome. We don't know. But, um, yeah, I, I think I I wouldn't hate you for that argument uh, for sure. I wouldn't take him here. Okay. Um, hey, he's, I'm looking at my rankings now. Uh, I do have him in the same tier, actually, that I have A.J. Brown in, uh, if that means anything to you. I like yeah. T. Higgins, too. Um, I, and it doesn't bother me that Jamar Chase is there. And actually, I think T. Higgins as crazy, or maybe it's bold. I don't think it's crazy to think that T. Higgins can outperform Jamar Chase. Like it's possible. Yeah, it's you know maybe not super likely, but it's definitely possible. I wouldn't be surprised at the end of the year if T. Higgins has more fantasy points. I mean, so, Brown, Higgins, Pittman, Pitts. I mean, those are all guys that can go for a thousand yards and a bunch of touchdowns mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. My my thing is that. You know, I actually disagree with you here, Matt. I don't think Pittman has anyone else, right? I mean, Pittman has Alec Pierce on the other side of him, basically, right? Like, so to me, if it's me choosing here, I'm going Michael Pittman. I I loved Pittman last year. I love him even more this year because I feel like he's got a significantly better quarterback, a guy that can actually get him the ball. And he doesn't have a lot of talent around. He doesn't have a lot of competition around him for targets, right? He's gonna get. He's going to be a target monster. We saw what he could do last year. I, I love Pittman this year. Um, but again, I'd be okay with Brown or, or Higgins too. I, I do think uh, Dark Blue Gold mentioned that he that he does sometimes 
target Kyle Pitts here at this at this you know in the third round. But to me, it's tough, man. Like you said, Dale, it's tough to take him over Brown and Higgins, Brown Higgins or Pittman. Like I just feel like those three guys have so much upside going into this year that one of those guys is going to be a top, you know, a top 10 wide receiver, I think. And I think it's going to be Pittman, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was Brown or Higgins, you know? Look, I have all these guys, actually. Um, I have I have Pittman right outside of this tier, but it's pretty close in the rankings. What's yeah. crazy is all the guys we're talking about, A.J. Brown, um, Kyle Pitts, Cortland Sutton, I'm going to throw in there, and Michael Pittman. Okay. Those those four guys, they all have brand new quarterbacks. And they I yeah. think they've okay, Michael Pittman got an upgrade, I think. Yep. Well, and Sutton definitely got an upgrade. Oh yeah. Uh Kyle Pitts, I don't know, maybe. I don't know. I don't probably know, that's probably a not. downgrade there. I yeah, would imagine not. Yeah. Yeah. AJ Brown, I think that's an upgrade. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say downgrade because I think that they're gonna lean so heavily into the run up there. Although he was in Tennessee and they did that there too. Right. Yeah, they're not gonna leave, yeah, it's not gonna be a run heavy as much as Tennessee was, that's for sure. I think he's gonna see more targets than he did in Tennessee. I think um, so too, yeah. He's he's a beast too. So it is kind of you know, the all changing quarterbacks. Um, so it's it's a little volatile, I think, their their fantasy value. Yeah. So I don't know. It's interesting. Uh I mean, listen, I'm okay with anything right here. I, I, I'm i down with A.J. Brown if you want. I feel like he gets hurt every year. But then again, like, <laughs> worrying about that is not – it's kind of like you don't really think yeah. about injuries, I guess. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So, um, um, I, okay, I would say A.J. Brown or Kyle Pitts. I'll let you guys decide. I'll click it. All right. Brown is – Brown's my pick. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'll let you do that, Pat. Well, I hope so. I will say clicked it one, last, you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one last word on Pitts there is I like to value at tight end and that you might get a guy who can produce like a receiver at the tight yeah. end spot. And then you can grab a yeah. receiver who's going to get you almost the same number of points. You can get Terry McLaurin here or Jalen Waddle in the next round. Look at this. Yeah. Look at Darpu Gold said the same thing. <laughs> I agree with you. I mean, that's that's one of those things. That's kind of the argument, right, for these guys, Mark Andrews and Kelsey and Pitts. And, you know, it, of course, depends on where on where you draft them. So it is it's really interesting to kind of to take a look at that. And you're right. The wide receivers are so deep that if you take it, if you take a chance on a guy like that, I think it makes sense. Now, the other guy that you mentioned, Dale, I want to I want to get your opinion on Zeke. But the guy you mentioned is is, you know, James Conner, who. James Conner, I think a lot of people kind of wrote off as like not fun, right? He's like not flashy. He's not sexy, but like he just gets the job done. He just like any, and there's nobody in Arizona with him this year. Like he's the guy that's going to run the ball in Arizona this year. And he had a ton of touchdowns last year. He's going to have a bunch of touchdowns again this year. That's a guy that, you know, you're getting in the late, in the, you know, at the end of the third round. Who's a good player now? We obviously already had two running backs, so we probably didn't need to get a third one. But like, we could have taken a third one. He throw throw him in our flex, and we don't have to worry about flex for the rest of the year. I think James Conner can win a lot of people leagues. Um, he, I understand he got bailed out fantasy points wise a few times last year, right? Like, right. Uh, was it last year? I think he got like ten yards and like three touchdowns or something stupid. Um, but uh, I think he's, I think he's, like you said, he gets a job done. The only guy really behind him is Daryl Williams. And right. you know whatever, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, I think James Conner is going to win a lot of people leagues. If you get him, you got to you got to you're going to have to reach for him a little bit, um, right? But if if you can 
like I said, like, you know, in that end of the second round is probably where you need to take him if you get him. Um, yeah. I mean, I know Hopkins for a little bit there. He might get some more red zone touches too. get a couple yep. more touchdowns in there early in the season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's a good offense. You know, I think Kyler Murray's going to get better too. No. So the more, the more that offense moves the ball, the more opportunity he's going to get. Agreed. Agreed. All right, so uh, a bunch of guys went in there. Brees Hall, man, at the top of the fourth. Like, what are we doing taking Brees Hall at the top of the fourth? Like, do you – you can't be okay with that, right? Are you okay with that? No. No, right? I'm not at all. No, no, not at I all. I just – I don't understand. Guys, it's the Jets. It's still <laughs> the Jets. And the Jets have openly said they're going to use both guys. They, they have openly said that. So, like, now you're not going to believe – I mean, I guess don't believe the Jets because they suck. But, like, still, like, they're telling you it's going to be a timeshare and you're drafting Brees Hall so early. It's crazy. I know he's a rookie, but stop reaching for Brees Hall, for God's sakes. So the problem is – and I'm going to butcher this stat, and I don't – I shouldn't even try to say it because I don't remember the whole thing. <laughs> but it was it was a crazy – it was a crazy – this is how you see fantasy is, by the way, if you ever listen to my podcast. Uh, it's just, I'm just guessing stats that I've heard like two weeks ago. Um, but a crazy matter of uh, – I think it was like seven years in a row or something, a rookie running back has uh, had like a top 12 performance or top overall running back top 12. Yeah. Uh, over the last like five or six or seven years or something like that. I think a lot of people are hungry to see – who this running back is going to be. And I think Brees Hall has a best chance. Damian Pierce. Um, yeah. Yeah. Damian Pierce for sure. Um, I don't, yeah. I don't know if I would draft Damian Pierce. I still based wouldn't either. Value, I wouldn't Based either. off value, sure. I, you yeah. know, I would much rather not get Brees Hall here and then get Damian Pierce at a better value. Um, but right. yeah, it's a, uh, Michael Carter is going to be in there for every third down. You know that um, right. he's going to be a pass catcher back. And then, Sometimes they'll split first and second downs. Um, so, you know, that leaves Brees Hall maybe one or two snaps uh, per set of downs because, you know, they're going to go four and out very, pretty often. Yeah. <laughs> one other guy that I'm super high on that I wanted to ask you about, Cortland Sutton. My, my personal feeling is I am passing on Cortland Sutton early and sure. taking Jerry Judy a round and a half to two rounds later. That's that's what I'm doing. I think it's going to be effective. Um, I don't believe that Sutton. Everyone keeps saying Sutton's going to be amazing, and he, and he never does it. And it's partly because he's been hurt. But I just, I just do it. And yeah, dark blue gold. Yes, I was super high on Judy last year. It's true. It's true. I know. But this is the year he's going to actually stay healthy and not get hurt on the opening drive of the season again like he did last year. And I had him in all my fantasy leagues. But I do think that the value is better than, than getting a guy like Cortland Sutton in the third. If you can get him in the fifth, I think that you're you're in good shape. I want to see what your opinion is on that. Um, it's okay. I mean, I think, I'd, I think you, your team has a better chance of winning. So around where Cortland Sutton's getting should be drafted, right? He's going around like Keenan Allen, DJ Moore, um, right. Mike Williams. I'd rather have Cortland Sutton over those guys. So if you're drafting and you're getting a wide receiver and you're picking between uh, Mike Williams or Keenan Allen or Cortland Sutton, I think the value is Sutton, 100%. Um, I wouldn't reach any further than that. I mean, I'm st- I'll take uh, you know T. Higgins, Tyreek Hill, those guys way before Cortland Sutton. Yeah, but if if you get him at, I think you can get him at a value. I don't think. Um, you know, I think most people have him ranked around like wide receiver 20, 15 or something. I don't know. 
15 or so. I think, I think getting them a little bit higher than that is a value even. By the way, Brian, Brian agrees with me. Not that it matters, but Brian agrees (laughs) with me, says that Judy, and again, here's some some more Eat Sleep Fantasy stats for you. Judy dominated (laughs) targets, receptions, and yards every game they played together, him and Sutton last year. I have no idea if that's true or not, but I'm going to believe him and assume that it is true. <laughs> See, I, me personally, I I'm, I'm, just, me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just staying away from the Denver receivers if I have if I have the choice because I don't know what I'm getting from Russell Wilson this year, even though it's an right. upgrade. There's health concerns. You don't know what the target share is going to be. It's true. If there's somebody else that, of similar I value. I felt that way a couple months ago. I felt that way a couple of months ago. And then, you know, you watch all these Russell Wilson videos and he's has all these <laughs> cool settings and he's doing all this cool stuff with football. Like Broncos he's... country. Country. Let's That's ride. Right. Broncos country. <laughs> Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> how can you not how can you not draft him after there? All these cool <laughs> like took all so my fears good. away. Like okay, oh, so me. good. All right. So so here's where we're at. Okay. So our team right now, I don't even remember our team. Uh Derek yeah, Henry. Let's say Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, AJ Brown. Okay, so that's our squad so far. We are the number one guy on the board right now is Justin Herbert. Uh, so that's interesting. Eli Mitchell's already gone. Deontay Johnson's gone. David Montgomery just went. Um, so you know they're really the running backs are gone for the most part. Like, and this is the problem with draft with waiting to draft running backs is that unless you're high on a guy like AJ Dillon, unless you think Ramondre Stevenson can take over for Damian Harris. Or you believe that Damian Harris can be, you know, another another RB two like he was last year, and you're okay with that. If you're waiting on running back, you're not getting the guys that are are that good. Now Rashad Penny, you can get a little bit later, and he's kind of an RB one. But like, then what are we getting from Rashad Penny? Can he stay healthy? Right. So like, I mean, Jesus, Chase Edmonds went like many Christmas. We're taking Chase Edmonds <laughs> in the fourth round. Like, what is going on here? Right. So. We were you going to start reaching for running backs? I mean, if you if you can go over to the running back tab, Dale, like l- yes, let's even see what's available right now. Like the running backs, Chase is... yeah, Chase Evans. Uh, sorry, let me uh, no, it's all right. Yeah, so you're looking at AJ Dillon, JK Dobbins, Josh Jacobs, Antonio Gibson. Right now, Gibson is in a pretty good position because you know he. He paid a few guys to carjack Brian Robinson, and so he's <laughs> so he's gonna be he's gonna be the number one back there for a while. But like, they don't want him as the number one back. He just is right. So like, so that's one of those things where you know where it gets tough to deal with. Now, Dark Blue Gold mentions brings up a good little point right here. Maybe take the tight end situation and take a look at Darren Waller. That is a guy that, in my opinion, now should be a should be very high up on your list. I'm not sure where he, where you have him ranked as far as tier wise is to me, he should be in the top tier with all those guys because it's the Josh McDaniels offense. I've been so high on Renfro and Darren Waller all off season because what does Josh McDaniels do? He throws to the slot guys and he throws to the, to the, to the tight ends. That's what that offense does. And so Hunter Renfro is going to catch 120 passes this year, and Darren Wall is going to get 130 targets this year. Like it's going to happen. And so, like that's why, like I just think that Waller, with the volume of throws that they're going to have, I think that those two guys are going to be awesome. And Renfro, you can get late. I mean, like Renfro's going, like like you know the Edelman range slot receiver wise, and I love it. I mean, he had 100 catches last year with nine touchdowns. Like you know, yeah. you're getting him in the ninth round. It's crazy. Now things have changed a little bit in Vegas, right? Um, getting a big, big body like Devonte Adams in there, right? Uh, I, I think that scares people away a little bit. 
Yeah. Um, I do. I, I like Darren. Darren Waller's my uh, fourth best tight end. Um, yeah. You know, the wait fourth among tight ends for me. I get it. He's all, he's actually in the same tier as um, overall, I'm saying is the same tier as like Jalen Waddle and uh, Deontay Johnson and those guys. Yeah. Um, if for me, and I know this is going to sound crazy because I wait for quarterbacks like 199 times out of 100, I wait on quarterbacks. I don't get quarterbacks. Justin Herbert, if you're just looking at value and draft value, um, I think it's a, it's a really good value to get Justin Herbert here. He's my second second highest ranked t- uh, quarterback for the year, and getting him is, in the late fourth. Is Waller still available here or no? Did he already go? Uh, let me check. I think Waller is available. I think he is. Did he go? Yep. And yeah, Kittle, 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 Kittle available too. Yeah. Well, what that might mean though is that one of those guys may come back to you, right? If you if you have Kittle and Waller, and Kittle scares me just because he can't stay on the field, but like. If you have Kittle and Waller in the same tier, right? Are you and you think similarly of them? Now we got a, we obviously, you know, we have a few picks before we draft again. But at the end of the second, at the end of the fourth round here, we got what probably about like ten picks between now and then, right? So right. like, so at the end of the day, right? You look at it and say, okay, well, if it's ten picks, chances are one of those tight ends is going to be available. And if not, we're going to end up with a really solid wide receiver too, um, you know, at the next pick. And so um, I don't mind, I don't mind going Herbert here either. I'm super high on him. I had the, I had a number three overall pick. Um, No, I had the number two overall pick on the Scott fishbowl this year. And I took Herbert because I think Herbert is just, of course that's a, a, you know, a a, uh, super flex, but still, I just think I have Josh Allen one and Herbert number two. Like I just think so. So this is kind of double edged sword. One Herbert's great value, but this also tells me that these drafters are not drafting quarterbacks yet. Um, as long as there's none to run, we might be able to wait another round or two and get, you know, and get uh, I don't know, like Jalen Hurts like three or four rounds later. That might pay off, right? Um, so, given that he's a value now, doesn't necessarily mean that we can't get a better value later. So that's kind of a gamble that we could take. I like Terry McLaurin yeah, I, here as well. Yeah, I like McLaurin a lot, especially. Should be an upgrade at quarterback for him. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, he's definitely. getting better. Uh, probably going to throw the ball a lot this year. McLaurin would be my pick because I do think you're going to be able to get a, a good quarterback the next round or the round after. Or... Yep. Yeah. And I'm okay with that too. I mean, that to me is like that's one of those things where – if you want to go QB because you're super high on on Herbert, do it right. But if you if you're looking at it saying, yeah, no, but I can get better value later, like you say, Dale. Uh, and then if you can't, then you just punt it, right? You just punt QB and you say, yeah, well, I'll take someone else. Derek Carr has been way down the list. He's been going super late. Uh, you know, guys like that. It's like, all right, sure, I'll take Derek Carr in the ninth round. Like, you know, what are we doing here, right? So. Yeah. And yep. even Aaron Rodgers has been dropping. Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. I know he doesn't have anyone to throw to, but he's still Aaron freaking Rodgers. Like, he's going to be fine, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds me of those years when, you know, I'm not comparing Brady to anybody. I get it. But, you know, right. Brady didn't have any receivers. You'd be like, where is he going to throw to? And then, you right. know, he still threw for, like, 8,000 yards. <laughs> right, um, yeah. right. He's, he's, making, he's making Aaron Dobson and Kendall Tompkins look like uh, exactly. receivers. Yeah. Exactly. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is good enough to make a superstar, right? I mean, right. it helps having 
Devontae Adams out there, but of course, I think right? He's but it's still Aaron Rodgers. Like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. if he's going outside the top five quarterbacks or top six quarterbacks, like you're getting him in the seventh round, that's insane value for a yeah. guy like Aaron Rodgers. So, all right, let's do let's do McLaurin here. I'm I'm on board with that. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Now we, yeah. got, now we got now we got two running backs, backs, two wide receivers too. Yeah, that's good. And now yeah. you can kind of go. And of course, Kittle best player available here. You can go with your quarterback. You can go tight end if you like the value. You can you're getting your flex guy if you want. Yep. So round five, then of course, so Herbert and Mahomes went at the end of round four. The top of round five, the first four picks was Kittle, Metcalf, Cooper, Darren Waller. So you missed out on both of our tight ends, but that's okay. That's okay because what that does is leaves us with a ton of wide receivers still on the board. Lamar Jackson's still sitting there if we want him. Brandon Cooks is, again, Brandon Cooks is another guy. People are starting to finally catch on with Brandon Cooks, but, like, all he does is catch – all he does is have a 1,000 yards receiving every single yeah. freaking year. Like, people are starting to catch on, so you can't draft him in the seventh or eighth round anymore. But, like, it just gets to a point where it's, like, he just does it every single year with – it doesn't matter who the quarterback is, right? So, um I like that. What's your what's your opinion on Hollywood Brown? Because Hollywood Brown had 140 targets last year, right? So, like, is he going to get the same amount of – he won't get that many targets in Arizona. But especially with DeAndre Hopkins out the first six weeks, how do you feel about about him? Uh, I'm sorry, about Marquise Brown? Uh, yeah, Hollywood Brown. Oh, Marquise yeah. Brown, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, I like him. I like him a lot. I think he's a top 24 wide receiver um, with or without, um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. I think, you know, he could – He's a speed. He can take the top off. Uh, again, we're all hoping that Kyler Murray continues to get better. That offense is going to move again. So I think the Cardinals have a, a lot of opportunity to score. Um, I think I think Marquise Brown is a. I don't think he's a value here. I do think uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick him as early as an early fifth. But the the biggest value that I see, and you can call me crazy, is Brandon Cooks. I think that's. I think. I think Brandon Cooks should probably be drafted before. Jalen Waddle, Travis Etienne. Um, I think he should be drafted before Deontay Johnson. Yeah, I'm I'm ranked pretty high. I think uh, Davis Mills. He's and we were talking about this a little bit on on our podcast uh, last week. He's not afraid to throw the ball. He's not afraid to air it out. Like he has like you know no f's given um, when he when he's throwing the ball around. I mean, if you ever bet on him, and I bet on him a lot against him, especially, and you hold your breath every time he drops back because he's like. Every time it looks like he's winding up for a sixty-yard pass every single time. Um, yeah. I don't know. You know, is he going to change his game? I don't know. But uh, that's my whole reasoning, my crazy thoughts behind Brandon <laughs> Cooks being really, really good value here. Is there any part of you that thinks Lamar Jackson could be good value here, or are you just still waiting on quarterback at this point? Uh, I think this is about where he should be taken, um, somewhere in the fifth round. I'm okay with that. I don't think it's a good value. Uh, I'm I'm looking to see where I have where I have Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah, he's he's about where where he should go. Um, so yeah, not a not a good value, but if you want Lamar Jackson, I think it's a it's time to take him. Um, in my opinion, you just keep waiting until you, you see that one value, you know, right. a, a, you know, green flag um, pop up. Well, and that's quarterback. That's and listen, guy. this is what Dale keeps talking about, and I think you're so on point with it, Dale. Is that ultimately fantasy football is fun? And if you love Lamar Jackson and Lamar is your guy and you think he's going to be, you know, has a chance to be the number one quarterback again and MVP conversation, all that crap, take him. Like, just he's there. Take him. He may not be great value right now, but, like, if he's the guy that you're, like, all in on, then do it. You know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. 
And I think that that's or like Dark Blue Gold has a good point here about about drafting Hollywood Brown because he doesn't feel that Hopkins is the same guy he was. Right, he was disappointment last year in Arizona, so he yeah. feels like Hopkins is falling off. Brown's going to take that step to be the number one guy in Arizona, and so and so he's kind of betting on what he feels like. Right, so is he reaching a little bit for Marquise Brown? Sure, but he's doing that because he feels like okay, you know, I see this kind of happening. And so I'm going to go with it. It might be a little bit of against the grain, and I'm going to have to reach for him a little bit to do it, but that's how I feel, and so I'm going to go get my guy. And so ultimately, listen, we can go back and forth about a million different things, but ultimately it just it it's about what you feel. And one other thing I'll talk about here that I'll talk about and then I'll let you go do is that Allen Robinson right now has got the red, you know, the little red on him saying that he has a, a conflicting bye week with A.J. Brown, okay? And so... Oh, well, okay, they got the same, but doesn't matter. Don't pay attention to my week. It makes no difference. Yeah. Do not even look at it because it doesn't matter. Because if you, you know, if we're starting to worry about bye weeks, it's like, okay, fine. Everyone on my flipping team could have the same bye week. It doesn't matter. Then, okay, one week I lose. Great. But then I'm good for every other week. It doesn't make a difference. So yeah. don't even and, pay attention and, to bye weeks. It doesn't matter. Two months from now. Like a lot right. changes in two months. Exactly. And, you know, I, I always say, my wife drives, you know, drives her crazy. I always say, let future Dale deal with it. Right. <laughs> right. Let's, let's have fun. <laughs> let future Dale deal with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, so I do have a question while we're talking about kind of missing time. We're talking about the Arizona receivers. Where do you have DeAndre Hopkins? How do you value a guy like that this year who's going to be missing that much time? But, who, when he's back, he could be a legit wide receiver one, wide receiver two when you're playing your championship game. Look, I play to win. Um, you can quote that, by the way, if, if you want. <laughs> um, no, I look, right. you're not going to win with him on your bid. What is it, six weeks, right? Yeah, six weeks. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. you're not going to win with a guy, you know, sitting in IR for six weeks. I'd I'm not, I'm drafting guys that I can win weeks, you know, I can get ahead if I can go, you know, five and one, like I'd much rather be five and one than be, you know, two and four with DeAndre Hopkins on my IR and he's going to bring my team back. Um, I'd rather get guys that are going to help me win than the beginning of the season. My well, is there a point though, I've, where that becomes valuable where you're looking at them late in the sure. draft and it's okay. This is now, this is the round where I feel good about it. Yeah. Around. I think around nine, probably, right? Okay. Eighth, eighth, eighth round, ninth round, you know, yeah. somewhere around, you know, and, and this isn't going to sound crazy, probably somewhere around like uh, uh, Robert Woods, Kadarius Tony, Sky right. Moore, like those guys, like somewhere around there. Maybe, okay. you know, Chris Olav. That's the that's I I couldn't agree with you more, Dale, because I like DeAndre Hopkins. But again, I like him because I'm able to get that value on him because he's out the first week week of the season. So I get so it's like, hey, I can now get that value. Right. And the other thing for me is that I'm looking at guys when I'm when I'm drafting rookies, you know, or when I'm when I'm taking shots later on, I'm taking shots on guys like Jamison Williams. And the reason I'm doing that is because. I don't draft a defense and a kicker ever. Don't do it. I don't yeah. do it. And so what I can do, I draft Jameson Williams. The second I draft him, he goes right to my IR and I pick up a defense or a kicker, right? So like, right. so it allows me to kind of fill up, free up a roster spot instantaneously, right? So that's one of those things where like, you know, I'll take Hopkins. I don't think Hopkins can go on IR if he's suspended, but he might be able to. Some leagues, it, he is, it a, he is in our league. Pat, that's where I have him right now. <laughs> so there you go. So it just depends on the league, right? So sometimes you can and sometimes you can't. 
But again, that gives you now additional position flexibility because you're able to move him to IR and then fill up a roster spot with something else. Look, I'll tell you what. I'd say if if Brand, if we're in the fifth round, right, just whatever, I'm just throwing this out there. If we're, in, yeah. if we're, if we're drafting 5-5 five, five, and the guy at 5-4 has to decide between Hopkins and Brandon Cooks and he takes Hopkins, do you feel like he just got one up on you or do you feel like you're no, getting value? No, that's crazy. Right? So, yeah, that's too right. Yeah. So, that's you you know you got to think you know at all times like hey if somebody else got him here would I feel like their team is better right. or does it help me out? Well, and that's that, the big it, thing, if, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all about like listen, I'll draft anybody. I will draft literally anybody out there at the right spot, right? Like there are a lot of guys I won't draft until like the tenth round or eleventh round, mm-hmm. but if they're sitting there in the twelfth round, thirteenth round, I'll draft them. Sure, why not? Yep. Because the value is good at that point. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. That's one of those things for me that I'll draft anyone. It doesn't matter to me. So, but let's, let's do cooks here. Cause I love the cooks pick. And again, he's, he's one of those guys that to me is, you know, is being so oh, no, Jerry Judy. He's my guy. Hey Pat, at what round is Trey Nixon good value? Oh, shut up. All right. <laughs> God damn it. My guy, Trey Nixon next year, next year, Trey Nixon's going to be the guy I'm telling you. Get, yeah, get him in your uh, dynasty leagues now. <laughs> There goes Pierce. There he goes at the end of the fifth, right? Damian Pierce. Yeah. So Lamar yep. Jackson, Dalton Schultz, Kyler Murray, Shot Penny in the six. Mm-hmm. Uh, right before us, Marquise Brown at six oh seven. Dang, yep. you could have almost held to us. I think that would have been pretty nice. Yeah, that would have been really nice. And I'll tell you what, this is where now I'm at the point right now, and I'd maybe, maybe consider taking Brady, but I'm gonna wait another round or two. Burrow's gone, Hertz is gone, Murray's gone. Uh, Jackson's gone. Like all those guys. By the way, I am not drafting. I said I'd draft anyone. I'm not drafting Kyler Murray in any leagues unless he drops to like the 15th round. <laughs> I just, I'm so sick of him getting hurt every damn mm-hmm. year. He's going to get hurt in the middle mm-hmm. of the, in the middle of the season and it's going to absolutely crush your team. So yeah. draft a backup, a good backup quarterback if you're drafting Kyler Murray. Um, but, now, you know. I see we've got, uh, I see we've got J.K. Dobbins on the board there. What is his injury situation right now? Uh, as far as I know, he's probably not going to play week one. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that's, yeah, that's all I know right now. And will he play week two? And, you know, I, I, uh, Jeff Hasley, the football guys, he mentioned it, I think on Twitter the other day, he's like, okay, he might not play week one. Will he play, you know, are you going to play him on week two? If he, you know, you're probably not going to play him week two because he didn't play week one. You don't know his status coming in week two. So now you're looking at week three, maybe (laughs) like that. You can actually use him on your fantasy team. Right. Um, again, that's you know that's two valuable weeks that you don't have your sixth round pick, um, or you know fifth or sixth round pick. So yeah, it's tough, and that's one of those things, like you said, like you know where you have to take him. You know that yeah. that's it. Just because it just comes back to like you said, comes back to value, right? So yep. um, you know, and where you're willing to take a guy again, Dobbins drops to the eighth, ninth round, or eighth round. Sure, I'll take him because I think you know ultimately he's he's going to be the number one back in a very good rushing offense. But in the sixth round, like you say, he might not come back to the third, fourth game of the season. You, you know, you're missing all that time with him, right? So that's uh, those are valuable weeks, right? See, so I'm, I'm kind of of the persuasion. I don't mind missing some of those weeks on the front end because if that's if you lose, if you only lose one game because of something like that and you end up with an RB2 caliber guy by midseason, if you think Dobbins can be that guy, then you might have a team here with an RB1 and two RB2s. If you're making the playoffs, then 
that one loss at the beginning of the season doesn't matter that much, and it matters who your team is by the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, good point. Hey, yeah, one or two games isn't going to kill you, right? Um, so, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. Um, I don't know. Looking at wide receivers, what is our what does our roster look like? We have Henry Chubb, uh, AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin, Brandon Cooks. Um, what do you what do you guys think about balancing your roster, or do you just are you constantly going after value, or are you looking at your roster saying? I'm at three, two, maybe I should start balancing. If Uh, I have, if I've got, if I already have two flex guys, that's when I start looking at balancing, but I will, I always try to maximize running back and wide receiver. I mean, you can't have enough depth there and you can pretty much, you can get by with a late round quarterback. You can get by with a late round tight end. You need to have depth at running back and wide receiver. I agree. agree. Yeah, I agree 100%. That's kind of where I'm at too. Like, I'm not too worried about the numbers. Now, of course, if I'm in like round six or round seven and I have one running back, okay, now I got to draft another running back. You know, or if I have one wide receiver, all right, now I got to worry about balancing. But for the most part, you know, as long as I have starters in both spots, I'm not really worried about balancing things out. If, if great wide wide receivers keep dropping to me and everyone keeps taking running backs, it's like, well, what do you want me to do? I, you know, I gotta, I gotta take the best guys available. So, um, so I think that that's kind of, that's what, that's the way I do it too. Cool. Um, I mean, so I don't know what direction you guys want to go. I think, um, I think we could keep waiting on tight end would, I mean, I'm sorry, waiting on quarterback would be my, uh, my suggestion. They were looking at Dallas Goddard, which eh, I don't, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I write up my rankings before every single draft and I'm looking at them right now on my screen and I go by them pretty religiously. And so when I see guys that I don't feel like are a value, I, I ignore them. So Dallas Goddard, I have, I'm ranked. He should be drafted in the early next round. Um, mm-hmm. Rashad Bateman is an okay value right here. Um, but I kind of think that you can wait around for Bateman. Yeah. And I know I, I'm sure you have your opinions on Elijah Moore uh, being a jet and all, but I think if you can get Elijah Moore in the next round right now, he's, he's ranked where I should draft him, but I mm-hmm. really think we can wait a whole round and still get him there and still get him a value. Right. Um, so that's, that's kind of tricky too. You know, when you're looking at some of these players that you have ranked so high, but you know, everybody else doesn't, do you wait on him and get him where he should go? <laughs> or, yeah. you know, do you grab him before uh, right. anybody so, else has a chance? So I'm saying, I, I, it feels like you don't think any of these guys on this screen are good value right now. Uh, no, I don't. I think not. Not really, man. Um, yeah, Gibson, Thomas. It's just, it's, Dobbins, it's weird. Bateman. I mean, yeah, it's it's not. They're not. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> I I actually do agree with you. So one thing Dark Blue Gold is talking about here is his main issue with leaving two tight ends, uh, with leaving tight ends and quarterbacks to super late. You end up streaming between two and usually getting it wrong. I don't mm. necessarily blame I don't necessarily blame him feeling that way, but here's here's my point with the with the quarterback situation, right? If you just click on quarterback right now, Dale, we're in round six. I know Tom Brady is there. He's gonna have a great season. Right now, on the board, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Trey Lance, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, like all of those guys are oh, you know, Kirk Cousins, like all of those guys are gonna put up big numbers. Right, they're yeah. all going to put up numbers this year. Why are you drafting Tom Brady in the sixth round when you can get Aaron Rodgers or Matthew Stafford in the eighth round? It just doesn't like or Dak Prescott in the eighth round. Like what? 
wouldn't you rather have Dak Prescott or Matthew Stafford in the eighth or ninth round than Tom Brady in the sixth round? Like, it's just, mm-hmm. that's my thing with quarterbacks. Yeah. Okay. Don't draft the last quarterback in the draft, but you know, you can, you can get a quarterback that you're going to play every single week. Tight end is tough, but again, okay. You look at tight end and it's like, well, I'm, I'm drafting him over a guy that is going to really produce and yeah, okay, maybe he's a little bit better than replacement level, but how much better, right? And that that's kind of the problem that that I that I'm with here because it's kind of like, well, sure, we can draft Dallas Goddard, but like, what, what does he like give us a huge advantage somehow? Like, he really doesn't, you know? Right. So if we're drafting the best player available, the best player for me is Elijah Moore, but I really think we can get Elijah Moore next round. So do yeah. we want to waste that pick? For a player we can get next round, do we get somebody like Rashad Bateman, who I think a lot of people have ranked a little higher than Elijah Moore? Yeah, I think so too. And it's a good point, right? And because you got to draft the way other people are drafting. Dark Blue Gold's also mentioned about Juju. I think Juju's going to have a big year this year. Um, you know, and so that could even be a guy that we could target. We're not going to get him next round. And again, this comes back to what do you think? What do you want? What do you like? You know, there's a good chance that guys like Bateman and Juju and even J.K. Dobbins, they're not going to be around next round, right? They're not making it all the way to next round. So if you are, if you're like, hey, man, Juju's, he's going to have a big year this year. I got to have him draft him, right? If you feel the same way about Dobbins, right? Matt, you were saying Dobbins, if you think Dobbins is going to be, you know, a solid RB2 by the end of the year, then draft him because you're not going to get him in the seventh round, right? This is the spot you're going to have to take him, right? Yeah. So maybe it's not great value, but it's like ultimately if you if that's the guy you want, then take him, you know? And I think that that's really what it comes down to at this point. And that's why I like the tier system so much because it's like, hey, all right, maybe he's not the highest guy. Maybe he's like a little bit lower than I should, but like ultimately it is what it is. I'll, I'll take him here, you know? So you know, the lower the ranks go, the bigger my tiers get. And right. it's crazy. Elijah Moore's at top of tier seven. Uh J.K. Dobbins and Rashad Bateman are in the middle of seven, so we're all in the same tier here. Yeah, um, yeah. funnily enough. So See, I, I really like the, yeah, I mean, yeah, I like Dobbins here too because I think if you have a team that already has a couple couple running backs you like, you can go for the home run swing. If you have three running backs who can be good, that alone can win you a league late in the season. And sure. if you think you can get a value there, I, I mean, they're going to run the ball a lot in Baltimore. We know that. If Dobbins is healthy, he's going to get looks. He already ran for almost a thousand yards when he was healthy. So, right that that would be my pick here. All right, let's do it. Okay, let's do it. You've sw- you've swayed me. I like it. <laughs> nice pick. It says. <laughs> Did it say that? The machine oh, it says it in the thing. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, all right. Right ones. after him goes Damian Harris, then Michael Thomas, then uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, Antonio Gibson, Juju. And so the top around seven, Juju, Thielen, Bateman, and then Dak Prescott. Tom Brady's still sitting there if you want to take Tom Brady. I don't, but he's still sitting there if you want to take him. Your guy, Dale, Elijah Moore. Why are you so high on Elijah Moore, Dale? Um, I, I just think he's a baller. I, you know, I mean, he played unreal. I think the, after, uh, <laughs> again, the stupid stat, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> but it was like after week seven, he had like a crazy target share. Um yeah, and, and yards uh, yards per attempt or yards per catch. It was all his metrics were up there, like in the second half of the season. And Zach Wilson, I don't think he's going to be out for very long. Even if not, I think Joe Flacco would be just fine. 
time. It might they might be better off if Zach Wilson is out. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he did have a good connection with Zach Wilson, but regardless, um, I think I think Elijah Moore is just one of those guys. He's just you know he's just a baller. Like he'll find ways to get open. He's fast. He's good hands. Um, and he's just being severely underdrafted. All right, so let's do it. Round seven. Yeah, I like it. Put it on the board. Elijah Moore. All right. All right. DeAndre Damn. Hopkins was taken right after in 706. Woods, Renfro at the end of the seventh. Wilson, Drake London, rookie out of Atlanta, was taken at the end of the seventh. Clyde Edwards Lair, Tony Pollard, um, Devin Singletary, Tyler Lockett, Alan Lazard in the middle of the eighth round. Now it's our time. So here we are in the eighth round again. Aaron Rodgers staring us in the face, right? And this is this is the spot for me. If you're in the eighth round and and you like Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if anyone really likes Aaron Rodgers, but you think he's good at fantasy football, um, you know, you take a guy like that, right? Like that, that to me is is, is one of those things that you know that I kind of that I like because now it's again. You're taking a quarterback that you like a lot, that you think is going to be a solid quarterback. Like Aaron Rodgers not being a QB1, I think is out of the question. Like I think Aaron Rodgers is is definitively going to be a QB1 this year, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion. And so that's one of those things. Like another guy, so two running backs I want to ask you about. Number one is Ramondre Stevenson, okay? And number two is Cordero Patterson. Cordero Patterson, I just feel like people forgot about Cordell Patterson. Like he, he literally like was the reason I was in half of the playoffs I was in last year because like he just carried that Atlanta team, and they don't have anyone behind him. I know they drafted Tyler Algier or whatever his name is, dude. But like, come on, dude, that guy's not playing over him. Like Cordell Patterson's the number one running back in Atlanta, and oh by the way, he plays like slot wide receiver too. I, I just I don't understand why no one's drafting Cordell Patterson. Make it make sense, uh-huh. and then I also want you to talk about Ramondre as well. Yeah, uh, as far as Cordell Patterson, I hate guy like I hate going against him. I've never drafted him and never had him on my team because I don't believe in him. And somehow he ends up like <laughs> going crazy every single week. And it's like every week he did well. I'm like, oh, that was a fluke. Then he did two weeks. I'm like that's a fluke. And the whole season is like, what is going on here? Um, doesn't make sense. Like I don't feel like he's even a running back. Like or like it, he he runs like he, it looks like he's standing straight up, straight up when he's running. Yep. <laughs> it's like what's going yep. on? Um, so yeah, I. I have him as my running back 34. Um, I mean, I think, I think this is about the round and the tier that you take him. If you want him. Uh you tell me about Stevenson. I don't know. Um, oh, Matt, why don't you tell him about Stevenson? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I see the upside of Stevenson. He has all the traits to be a number one back. I just get scared of taking New England running backs. Stevenson has the upside of potentially being the third down back this year, or at least sharing reps there. Um, And that'll, I mean, that's just more looks, more points. But I don't, I don't know. See, the running back, when I look at the screen, the guy that actually catches my eye, and I don't know if this is the right round for him. I don't know if this is the right value. It's Kareem Hunt. In part, because we already have Nick Chubb. You can get a little bit of insurance there. But Kareem Hunt, we talked about it, is a guy who, can be a legitimate starter in this league we know he's not happy in cleveland you could kind of pick him up and bet he might get moved somewhere else if he does he might get more of a share i think this is probably too early to take it if that's take him if that's what you're looking for out of him but i think he has upside there 
Yeah. I, I have Hunt in the same in the same tier as Patterson and uh and Stevenson. Yeah. Um I you know, Stevenson just I think he's gonna win you weeks and he's gonna lose you weeks. I think some weeks he can get, you know, hundred and twenty yards and two touchdowns and yep. then next you know, and then some weird game where, you know, he gets thirty yards and nothing. Um yeah, I really think that's gonna happen. But I do think he's gonna win some weeks for you. Just scary how to predict that. Who knows? Yeah, it's scary. Scary. I agree with you on that one. That's that's where it's scary, so if, man. If you have him, when do you start him? <laughs> well, it depends on depends on who. Yeah, well, when do you start him? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It depends on who else is on your team. Like, if we yeah, draft yeah. him, if we draft Ramondre at this point in the eighth round, we're never starting him unless it's a bye week. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, obviously injuries happen, right? But like, but we're never we're never going into a week saying, "Yep, I'm comfortable with Ramondre here" because we're not unless Damian Harris goes down with an injury. And then he, now he's the number one running back. And you say, okay, well, he's going to get all of the usage, right? But, like, yeah. beyond that, you just have no idea, you know? So it's uh, that's a hard thing to do. It was funny. It's funny because I was super high on Damian Harris last year. I was way higher than everyone else. I was like, he's going to have a monster year. And I nailed it. He didn't He didn't have – I said he was going to have 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns. He had, like, 900 yards and 15 touchdowns. So it ended up being about the same amount of fantasy points. He finished comfortably as an RB2. But now this year, I feel like he's getting drafted too high, right? He was going in the ninth round last year, and it was like, yeah, draft him in the ninth round because he's going to finish an RB2. Now he's getting drafted in the sixth, seventh round, and I'm like, I don't know. Ramondre looked really good last year. They might pull away from Damian a little bit. Like, don't – I don't know. You know I'm, yeah. I'm having a hard time drafting Damian Harrison leagues. Uh, you know, and so that's, that's one of those things for me that I think it's all about the value again. Like, it comes back to value, which is why I like Patterson because – we can get him in the 10th round. Like we're going to be able to draft Cordero Patterson probably in the 10th round, you know? And so that's where the value comes into play where, yeah, okay. Maybe we don't love Cordero Patterson, but like he's better than Melvin Gordon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and he's the number one back in Atlanta. So, um, yeah. you know, so that, that's, that's kind of where, where my head's at, at least for it. So my thought is, is pass on running back here and, and, and kind of go wide receiver. But, um, you know, we wouldn't necessarily have to do that, but like Ayuk is a guy that. Yeah, I, I like Ayuk right? here. Yeah, a lot of offseason hype for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Debo has his role carved out. Yeah. And uh, I think Ayuk is going to get much better. He's out of the doghouse. So it seems he's had a pretty good offseason. I like Ayuk a lot too. Yeah, agreed. And this is, then this is a point in the draft where you can go for that high upside home run swing type of guy. If you take mm-hmm. Ayuk here and he isn't that guy, then he's just going to be the guy you play when there's a bye week. Yeah, there's exactly. nothing wrong with that. Yep. Yeah, and that's that's what you're drafting them, so it's okay, right? Yeah. Right. If he's something more, then you really got something. But exactly. All you all right, need is for him to give you three or four weeks. Maybe. Let's hit it. Love it. All right, Cordero went right after him. Someone mm-hmm. took a defense. Oh my What's god! The team if you like take right now? a flipping defense before the last round, just like stop stop doing that so we need a tight end don't we we need a tight end and we need a quarterback so we have tight end look at how high if goddard is still still there i feel like at this point he's so here's here's my only question did aaron Rodgers go yet i don't think he did Uh, i didn't see him no he's still there still should we try to grab a tight end and a quarterback with our next two picks here so let's do that. I think I think we're going to stop at, at round 10 anyways. So let's take a tight end and a quarterback. The question is, do you want to take a tight end now or do you want to take a quarterback now, Dale? And I'll kind of I'll kind of leave it to you because 
we can look at um we can kind of look at what and then Muhammad will t- I know Muhammad asked about his team uh what we think his team looks pretty nasty but we can we can talk about his team afterwards cuz he had a question about that but um but we're looking so, right now at Goddard, Hawkinson, Zach Ertz, and I don't know who's who's uh, behind them, but really it doesn't really matter yeah. who's behind them. Yeah. Uh, you know, right then, now it's it's Goddard. Goddard's a huge value right now. Um, yeah. yeah, you know he's he's my seventh tight end. Dawson Knox, Cole Komet, which I think I mean all these guys are just fine, but I think I think Goddard is probably in a tier above um, Goddard and TJ Hawkinson is probably a tier above the rest of these guys. Right. Um, I would agree. I think, Goddard, I think it's a is a really good value here. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And and this is a situation again where okay, we're going to take a quarterback, but like the value of QB right now isn't quite as good. And like I almost have those guys in similar tiers, so I'd rather wait and see. Okay, one of those QBs is going to drop to us, and guess what? They all drop to us. Nobody took a quarterback in between. Few tight end, uh, one or two tight ends went. Did they not? And so you know. No quarterbacks went. We're looking at no, maybe no, maybe no tight ends went. But either way, yeah. we're looking at Trey Lance, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers. Um, they have Lance as the number one here. I would not draft Trey Lance over Matthew Stafford or Aaron Rodgers. I understand the hype. I get it. But like, I still don't know if, if San Fran is sold. I just don't like. They refuse to trade Jimmy G, and so like. I don't know that. What does that tell you? That to me, that tells you that like scared to death that Trey Lance is going to go out there and blow it up, and now they got to take him out and put in Jimmy G. I I don't know if they. I just don't know if they trust him. And so, um, well, Pat, I don't trust. Him. I, I was at this point doing a mock draft the other day, and I was able to double dip and get Trey Lance, and I don't remember if it was Stafford or Rogers in the next round, kind of giving myself an assurance on that pick. You could do that too. So, Dale, what do you think about that strategy? Taking a high upside quarterback and a safer pick? I don't, I don't, I don't, the safer pick I don't think is really necessary, especially in a one quarterback league. Um, after the draft, maybe, you know, we could simulate all the way to the bottom and figure out what, you know, uh, running uh, quarterbacks would be available on the waiver wire. But, you know, it would be guys like, um, probably like Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, right? Um, James yeah. Winston on the waiver wire. So, like, I probably wouldn't waste a pick. And especially if you're drafting, uh, quarterback now you know if i were to get somebody like um justin fields i'd want to get like trevor lawrence or james winston right or you know if i really waited a long time and something crazy happened i got matt ryan then of course you know double down but i think if you're going to get trey lance definitely uh i think a lock and i know this is gonna sound bold but i think it's a lock for a you know, top 12 quarterback uh, performance really um yeah i do i do i think he's that good and he do he scrambles he's an athlete he can throw the ball. Uh, he really limits his mistakes, and that's uh, I get it. That's a plus and a minus. Um, you know, when you're looking at quarterbacks, because he won't maybe he doesn't take a lot of chances, um, but he's not going to kill you with interceptions. He's not going to lose you games. I don't think that's not what we've seen so far from him. Um, he's got a ton of weapons. Just, a ton of weapons. And, yeah, I mean the the offense has ran amazingly. Um, yeah, I mean between Kittle, Debo, uh, the emergence of Elijah Mitchell, they also have you know a couple of people behind Elijah Mitchell. Uh, of course, Brandon Ayuk, and the, uh, what's that? I think that um, rookie wide receiver Danny Gray. I think he's going to shine a little bit and help him out. So, yep. Uh, I I don't know. I like I like Trey Lance a lot, but I'm, I I'm on board with it. I'm on board with it. I'm okay with it. Right? It's like one of those things where Rogers, Stafford, I, Trey Lance. I like 
you know. Now, I will say, here's what I'll say, right? I do think that Lance is a value here at 10. I would say if you're in the situation where you're looking at it and one of these wide receivers or one of these running backs is staring you in the face and you're high on them, maybe even a little bit higher on them, take them because Derek Carr is a guy that I can't believe Derek Carr is not getting drafted. Like Derek Carr is getting drafted super late. Mm-hmm. And again, Josh McDaniels in that offense with Devontae Adams, with Hunter Renfro, with Darren Waller. Like yeah. he's going to finish as a QB1. It's going yeah. to happen. So, like, why? And I know he's more of a safe pick than Trey Lance. Like, Trey Lance is a guy that, yeah, okay, you say Dale, and that's a pretty bold prediction, but I like it that he's guaranteed to basically to finish as, as a QB1. He could finish as a top three to five QB, right? Derek Carr's not going to finish up in that level because he doesn't have the added bonus of the running. But still, he's still going to throw for a billion yards this year and a ton of touchdowns. So, like, well, if you can draft him in the 12th round, what the hell? You know what I mean? Derek Carr, I think it's important to note that the Raiders defense is going to be horrible, probably one of the worst in the league. Right. Um, so are they going to have to throw a lot? Are they going to be behind a lot? Right. Know, that makes a big difference. And, yeah. you know, with San Francisco, uh, looking at Trey Lance, you know, are they going to play close games? You know, they can – I could see San Francisco winning games, you know, 14 to 10, um, as opposed to the Raiders going to have to catch up from, you know, after halftime. So – yeah, that's a good. You know, point. I can, so I, you know, I could see Trey Lance winning a game with 200 yards and two touchdowns. You yeah, know, Derek Carr is going to have to sling it. But let's sling. Let's go for the upside and take Trey Lance, yeah. and we're going to finish in round 10, um, and kind of go from there. I do. I do like our team quite a bit. Julio Jones in the 11th round is just is just insanity. Um, but you know, whatever. <laughs> so, uh, so our team top to bottom here, quarterback is Trey Lance. Running back Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb. Wide receivers A.J. Brown and Terry McLaurin. Our tight end is Dallas Goddard. And our flex position is Brandon Cooks. And three guys on our bench is J.K. Dobbins, Elijah Moore, and Brandon Ayuk. I, I just think I think that's a pretty solid, I think it's a pretty solid lineup. Uh, a pretty solid lineup. Again, you know, not perfect, but a pretty solid lineup through 10. If you're looking at that team in a 12-team league, um, you know, at, at number 10, at, at through 10 rounds, I'm sorry. I, I think that that's, that's a, a, about as solid as a team as you can ask for, I think. Yep. Not to pat ourselves on the back or anything like that. But, you know, I, I think I think we did a nice job uh, with the with the mock drafting. So, um, all right. Muhammad had, had a quick question about his team. He had a 10-man – no. Yep, 10-man league. Let's see. It looks like uh, Jalen Hurts, Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift, Cooper Cup, Jalen Waddle, James Conner. Schultz and then Prater and the Bills don't matter. But uh I mean that's it's a pretty solid team. He wants to know rating out of ten. I don't know if you'll rate him out of ten, but I think that's uh, that's a pretty darn solid team. I mean, with uh, you assume in the first round he probably went cup. I don't I don't know. I have no idea who he went in the first round because Najee should also have been a first round pick. And you could argue Swiss should have been a first round pick. So I don't know how the hell he got all those guys. Yeah. But but he probably got cup late in the first. Yeah. Turned around and got Najee and Swift, maybe. I don't know, but that's, yeah, yeah. I mean, ten team. It's hard to rate ten teams because I don't play in them a lot, um, right? Actually, ever. So, yeah, uh, I would rate out of ten. I'd give them uh, eight. I don't Ooh, really, eight, eight, ten. yeah, eight and a half. I'll give them eight and a half. Eight and a half. I don't half. Really see any holes. B plus. I'm, yeah, I, Connor and this flex is. I like it. Yeah. Yep. I agree. So, and look, ultimately, it comes down to you know, draft the guys, and I keep saying it: draft the guys you want. Draft the guys that you're high on, that you like, that you want. So yeah. um, that's where I'm at. So 
Anyways, it's been fun, Dale. Man, we talk about we. You come on here, we talk about a billion guys. We talk about a ton of draft strategy. Um, we go. We always go over an hour, and here we are, an hour and twenty minutes. Um, but we appreciate you uh, you coming through. I'm gonna I'm gonna remove this because we don't need this um, anymore. But thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it. Uh, and yeah, Eat Sleep Fantasy, no. man. Eat Sleep Fantasy is just you guys are the best. I love it. Um, no. It's a good. It's a good little spot. I got to do more for you guys. Uh, is what I have to do, but you do. I know we're, we'll we're, we need true. your talent, man. I know. <laughs> well, listen, I keep telling you, I'm going to go on a podcast and you're like, yep. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, all right, when are we going to do it? And you're like, I'll let you know. <laughs> I get it's, the feeling that been, you don't really want me on there. No, 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 no. It's been brutal. <laughs> Scheduling has been brutal for me and Clayton. So um, but, no, I get it. No, we're, we're gonna do it. no so, but plug, okay. plug yourself before we leave, you know, let everyone know where they can see you, read you, hear you, find you, everything else like that. Yeah, uh, Easily Fantasy on all major platforms for uh, for podcasts. We're on YouTube, Twitter at Eat Sleep FF. Um, that's about it. Uh, EatSleepFantasy.com is a website. Yep. Yeah, and like I said, that the tiers are going to be in there. If you've never drafted using tiers, it's going to change your life because the the tiers really kind of break things out for you and make it easy for you to make your selections because you know you're not just drafting based on the rankings that are in front of you, you're, you're actually looking at the rankings too. And you can come, you can look at, Oh, this guy's in this tier and that guy's in this tier. And so maybe I can wait on this position. Right. So, um, it really, it really does help. So, um, but anyways, that's what we got. Well, Matt, it was nice meeting you, man. Nice talking to you. Uh, I appreciate you. Of course, my uh, friend. Yeah. We'll we'll see you next year. Yeah, absolutely. hundred (laughs) percent. So, and, uh, and thanks for everyone. Thanks for listening guys. We appreciate it. And we'll be back. Next week will be our season preview. Next week, the finally the flipping the, the flipping regular season is here. So uh, we appreciate it, and we'll we'll talk to you soon, guys. Awesome.